Nor'easters are not uncommon in the Maritimes. Like, not at all. They are a massive extratropical cyclone that originates in the western North Atlantic Ocean. But, what does that name mean? Nor'easter. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Let's answer that question. The name is a direct reference to the direction of the winds that blow in from, you guessed it, the Northeast. And a pretty decent nor'easter lashed parts of the Maritimes from October 22nd through the 25th of 2014. It started this day in weather history. Interesting note, and I will never bring politics or religion to this day in weather history, but in my research for today, I found that one of the earliest uses of this term is actually recorded in the Bible, in the book of Acts. The author Luke refers to a storm in the Mediterranean as a northeaster. Hey, close enough for me. I'll take the win. Anyway, areas that are the most susceptible to these weather systems are generally impacted multiple times each winter. So, nor'easters do not normally last four days. This one did, and that's why we're looking back on its opening day today on this podcast. These monsters normally start as an area of low pressure that typically spins up within 100 miles or 160 kilometers of the shoreline between North Carolina and Massachusetts. The thing that makes the nor'easter special is that it is a very similar animal to the extratropical storms insofar as its precipitation pattern and its output. But they are not tropical. That must be understood. Nor'easters are cold-core, low-pressure systems thriving on drastic changes in the temperature of colder Canadian air and warm mid-South Atlantic waters. Where the tropical cyclones are warm core, low pressure systems, and we know from all the episodes of this podcast dedicated to hurricanes, they feed upon purely warm temperatures and warm conditions. And I use the term precip for a reason, because it can be both very heavy rain or very heavy snow, while also bringing hurricane force winds or blizzard conditions. And what happened back in 2014 with this four-day event was all this. The heaviest downpours were between 100 and 160 millimeters in the Canadian Maritimes. As a result, flooding occurred in low-lying areas causing motorists to hydroplane and spin out. Some of the greatest rainfalls over the four days were recorded at Grand Manan, 162 millimeters, Yarmouth, 109 millimeters, and Bacaro Point, 137 millimeters. Now, you take the heavy rain and you pair that with high winds, and you have a good old-fashioned pummeling of southeastern New Brunswick is what you have. Peak winds were reported at Cape Sable Island, clocking in at just under 190 kilometers per hour. So why is it so powerful? How does this happen? How do these systems spin up into such a supracyclonic spin? Think about what I said earlier referring to where they form. Mid-Atlantic. Now, couple that with the fact that nor'easters tend to develop most often and most powerfully between the months of October and April. These systems feed on converging air masses, the cold polar air mass moving in from the north because winter is next, and the warmer air over the water that is still coming up from the south that had been there through the summer. The Earth's tilt is moving the northern hemisphere back and away from the sun, so this is the season known as fall, where this happens. It's a shoulder season. 
But in the winter, when warm, moist air masses from the Gulf cause a sharper shock to the system, nor'easters are therefore more severe here because the difference in temperature between these air masses is greater. But again, seldom will they last for four days, just pummeling away at one area on the map. It did on this day. The day a nor'easter rolled up and stalled out over the Atlantic coast and stayed through the 25th after opening on the 22nd, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October 23rd, and this is a day in weather history that my good friend Chris Murphy dreams of. When Murph is not using his powers and meteorological prowess to inform millions across Canada every morning on the Weather Network, but he's fishing. It's his love. It's his passion, his escape, his solitude. So to have fish literally falling from the sky is a dream come true for our mighty Murphy. So imagine this, Marksville, Louisiana, 1947. This exact fantasy played out in real life. Fish fell out of a clear sky with various species ranging from five centimeters to 23 centimeters in length. This is not a longshore myth, this happened on this day in weather history, and we'll explore why with me, your host, Chris May.